me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Hi, welcome to Simple Joe. I am Joe. Today is Friday, February 6th, 2021, and this is the show where you'll hear me talk about things that strike my interest. Honestly, if you've heard a previous episode, you know this already. Honestly, I do the show simply to, get, to help me become a better podcaster. Just like that little flub right there, I shouldn't do a flub like that. You know why? Because I'm talking too fast and I'm, and I'm not concentrating on what I'm saying. Again, I need to slow down. Take my time. Don't get so jacked up because I turned because I pressed the little red button on the recorder here for my for my uh, very very helpful Zoom H. What is that called again? Zoom P two Zoom PodTrack P two. Great little podcasting device. Love it. Just got it this year. Funny story behind that podcasting device. My daughter said that she was interested in podcasting, so I looked for something that would make it easy for her. So I decided to buy this little Zoom P2, Zoom PodTrack P2, and test it out to make sure I was making a good recommendation. Up to that point, I had used a Zoom H6 to podcast. Up to that, so I tried out this Zoom P2 and loved it. Loved it. And I wasn't even podcasting at the time. I had, I had decided I hadn't decided to hang up podcasting. But I was not podcasting on the, at, the, at the time. I was not doing this show, of course, and I wasn't doing On Faith's Edge. I was just kind of in, in limbo, still very interested in podcasting. But when I, when I picked up the Zoom, uh, this Zoom P2, fell in love with it. Does everything that a, a beginner, pro, mid-range podcaster would really want in a podcast, in a podcast tool. So very, very nice tool. Anyway... I ended up keeping this one that my that I was giving to my daughter and I bought her a new one. I don't know how I got, how I got off on that tangent but there I there I am. I again, this show is just to help me to become a better podcaster. Eliminate the ums, eliminate the uhs, slow down, read out loud clearly and succinctly, do the best I can to make transitions, answer a couple questions uh, off the cuff. Without a lot of thinking about it, increase increase my interviewing skills, increase my skills on being interviewed. And if you are listening, you may be the only one, but thank you. I would greatly appreciate your feedback. You can email me at joe at thesimplejoe.com, joe at thesimplejoe.com. Let me know what you think. Give me your critique. Give me your criticisms. I'm ready for it. I can handle it. And a listener already uh, reached out to me and Gave me a whole list of stuff that he liked and didn't like. That listener would be Kurt in Connecticut. Kurt, by the way, is a good friend of mine. I've known him for, for a few years, but I still call him a listener. Kurt from Connecticut, thank you for your feedback this morning. Part of that feedback, he actually texted me. Kurt actually text, texted me and said that uh, I, had, I had said in one of the podcasts, in a previous podcast, when I was talking about Alice Cooper's birthday that may have been yesterday i'm not sure uh and i also then i started talking about clint ba clint black and i don't know if it was clint black's birthday or not but i had just st 
started talk. I had just finished talking about Alice Cooper. I started talking about Clint Black, and then I said that Alice, that Faith Hill opened for Alice Cooper. Wow, that would have been a sight. Of course, I meant to say Clint Black, but I said Alice Cooper. That would have been a that would have been a show. I'll be honest with you. Right now, as I think back, I'm not even sure it was Faith Hill that opened up for Clint Black. I saw Faith Hill open up for somebody, and I'm going to ask my wife who that was. Uh, because, because, uh, it was early, early, early in Faith Hill's career. And she may have been the opener to the opener to the opener. I mean, she was very, very early in her career. Uh, in any event, I meant to say Clint Black, but now that I think about it, I'm not even sure that's true that Faith Hill opened for Clint Black. It was 32 degrees Fahrenheit. No, it was actually for a high, it was 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Right now, it's 32 degrees Fahrenheit at, as I'm recording this at 7.52 p.m. on Saturday night. Uh, today's low was 17 degrees Fahrenheit. It was sunny today. A few clouds out there, but for the most part, sunny. Tomorrow, we can expect a high of 24, a chilly day, and a low of 17 degrees Fahrenheit. Where was I? I I was going to say something about the weather and I completely forgot. So I'm just going to move on. In 1756, Aaron Burr was born today. He would have been 265 years old had he taken his vitamins and done a little bit of exercise. The only reason that I know, well, I know it for other reasons because of other things now, like the Hamilton musical and reading about American history. But back in the 90s, there was a peanut butter commercial where this peanut butter commercial had a guy listening to the radio and it was kind of your typical radio contest. And this guy was obviously an Aaron Burr expert. He had Aaron Burr books all around him, but the problem was he was eating a peanut butter sandwich. So as he's eating this peanut butter sandwich, the question comes on the radio. Who killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel? The radio announcer asks, and he's trying to pick up the phone and he's struggling to pick up the phone because this is the Aaron Burr expert, but his mouth is full of peanut butter. His mouth is full of peanut butter. And he says, he tries to say over, over the phone, he couldn't get it out because his mouth is full of peanut butter. And here's this, here's this Aaron Burr expert couldn't get it out because his mouth was full of peanut butter. Absolutely hilarious. And to this day, whenever we hear the name Aaron Burr, my wife remembers the commercial too. Whenever we hear the name Aaron Burr, we always make that sound. Aaron, Aaron Burr. Like our mouth is full of peanut butter. Anyway, check it out. It's got to be on YouTube. It'll, it made me laugh for whatever that's worth. In 1833, Jeb Stewart, James Eel Brown Stewart, was born. He was a Confederate general in the American Civil War. Uh, he was he would have been 188 today. I remember uh, seeing a character, seeing the Jeb Stewart character in the movie Gettysburg. Gettysburg is a three-hour-long movie, maybe even longer than that. I think it's at least three hours. Um. But one of my favorite movies of all time, I got it one year for Christmas, the movie Gettysburg, and I watched it Christmas Day. And for probably 10 years, I watched that movie every 
Christmas Day. It's got some great acting. Sheen, not Charlie Sheen daughter, daughter Charlie Sheen's dad, Martin Sheen played uh, General Lee. Uh, does this tells the story of Lawrence Chamberlain, who protected the Union Little Mountaintop, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I've seen the movie a ton of times, but for some reason, I, some of the details are escaping me. But a really good historical movie on the Civil War, Gettysburg. Check it out. In 1895, Babe Ruth, American baseball home run king, not anymore, but he was for the longest time, was born today. Uh, he would have been 126 years old. If you've not seen the movie, Sandlot, go see Sandlot. Babe Ruth is is plays a big role in Sandlot, and I don't. I think he just appears as a ghost or something like that in the movie. But he plays a bigger role than you think. Babe Ruth in the movie Sandlot, cute movie, love it. In 1911, Ronald Reagan, 40th U.S. president, would have been 110 today. He was born in 1911. Hero and. Uh, hero of the conservative movement, uh, really one of the great, greatest inspirational leaders that I can remember. My regret is that I wasn't able to vote for him. Uh, my, I just, I just turned eighteen during the during the nineteen. He was elected for the second time in eight in nineteen eighty four, and I just turned voting age in nineteen eighty five. So I was never able to vote for Ronald Reagan. But I remember hearing his speech after the Challenger disaster, which is an amazing, beautiful speech. Check it out on YouTube. Great leader. If you're if you're a conservative, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a liberal, set your I believe that you can set your views aside and look at what Ronald Reagan did and look at how he inspired Americans to be American again and brought this country's values inspired this country to be an amazing country again and be proud to be American. In 1917, Zsa Gabor was born. She would have been 104 years old today. She was like the original, one of the original Zsa Gabor and Eva Gabor. They were one of the original celebrities who were famous just because just for being famous, famous for just for being famous, kind of like the Kardashians are now don't really make any impact on, on anybody other than being famous. In 1945, Bob Marley was born today. He died. uh, He would have been 76 years old. He died like in the eighties or something like that. Died young, great musician, love his music. Nothing beyond the, the, the standards that everybody else knows, but, I love those standards. 1950, Natalie Cole was born today. She would have been 71. She also died. I don't know when she died, but her father, Nat King Cole, sings my all-time favorite Christmas song, the one that starts out with chestnuts on the open fire. I think that was actually written by Mel Torme, but sung by Nat King Cole and sung by, by several artists since then. But nobody does it like Nat King Cole. It's called The Christmas Song or Christmas Song, I believe. 
1962, Axl Rose was born today. Axl Rose's real name is William Bailey. Who would name their kid Axel after all? Maybe. I'll bet a lot of kids since the 80s have been named Axel after Axel Rose. But his real name is William, ba- William Bailey. He was born in 1962 and is 59 years old today. I read an article about Axel Rose several years ago where they talked about how he was perennially late for concerts, big concerts, tens of thousands of people. He, he was either late or showed up just as the concert was about to begin, didn't practice with the band, didn't do anything with the band, showed up, probably drunk, no preparation whatsoever. And with zero preparation, he came in and knocked it out of the park every single time. Great vocals, great style, loved uh, Guns N' Roses. I'm a, I'm a rocker from back in the 80s, uh, heavy metal fan maybe we'll talk about that at some time but loved guns and roses uh but axel rose would come in at the very last minute and just crush it in concert with no preparation whatsoever actually i think he he filled in for brian johnson when brian johnson was getting some throat was getting throat surgery or he had throat cancer or something wrong with his throat i don't remember and i think he did pretty good with acdc uh when he was filling in for brian johnson So let's start a new list today. Let's look at the top 10 richest rock stars by net worth. Number 10, Mick Jagger, $398 million is his net worth. Sir Mick Jagger gained his infamy as the lead singer to the rock band The Rolling Stones, along with a successful solo career and numerous collaborations with the likes of David Bowie, Peter Tosh, Michael Jackson, and Carly Simon, Jackson pulled in 13 different number one singles during his career. Along with numerous music awards and nominations, he also has been knighted. Jagger still isn't slowing down and has been performing since the 1960s. I've never been a Rolling Stones fan. Don't like any of their songs. Maybe Paint It Black. I thought Paint It Black is a cool song. Other than that, their 80s stuff, not a fan. Uh, I'm just not, just not, just not a big Mick Jagger fan, not a big Rolling Stones fan, never really have been. Like I said, Paint It Black is pretty good. Uh, I know that's heresy in rock fan world, but not a big Mick Jagger fan. Number nine, Gene Simmons, $405 million is Gene Simmons' net worth. Gene Simmons is known best as the bassist and lead singer of iconic rock band Kiss. He is often credited with the band's success through merchandising and franchising. He also tour- He also runs numerous other businesses, including a record label and film production company. Gene Simmons is the driving force behind Kiss merchandising. That's how he... That's how Gene Simmons, that's how Kiss makes their money. That's how Gene Simmons has made his money. A marketing genius. I just read a story. I shouldn't even bring this up. Never mind. It's a story about how Gene Simmons had a dramatic impact on early in somebody's career, but I can't remember who that person is. So why did I even bring it up? Shouldn't have said a thing. Number eight, Sting at 408 million. Gordon Sumner, known by his stage name Sting, was the lead songwriter and singer for the band The Police, 
through the late 1970s to the mid-1980s. His solo career has also gained him significant fame. Sting is one of the best-selling rock musicians of all time and has also written music that crossed over into jazz, punk, ska, and more. I'm a decent Sting fan. Police fan. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's done well for himself and has uh, done well for his money and his net worth at $408 million. Oh, this one's surprising. I didn't expect this one. Number seven, John Bon Jovi. He is worth $412 million. Bon Jovi's, it, bon Jovi's epitomist lead singer is one of the hardest working rock stars today. He put out 14 different studio albums and has been honored in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Grammy Awards, and more. This is one of those bands that is growing on me as I get older. To me, John Bon Jovi just was kind of, they were kind of posers. I always looked at them as posers in the 80s when they were when they were really big. Uh, but great music. A little too polished for me. They just that's what I guess that's what I would say. They seemed just a little too polished, a little too marketable. Uh, but apparently John Bon Jovi has done well with himself, well for himself at $412 million. And we're going to stop at number six today. Number six, another member of the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards. This one really surprises me. $515 million is Keith Richards' net worth. And I think he, his big money is coming from staying alive, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> He's got some kind of, some kind of voodoo, voodoo, uh, curse on him to keep him alive forever. Uh, I don't know. You just look at the guy and you think that is, if there's a definition of death warmed over, it's Keith Richards, but apparently he's worth $515 million. Another member of the Rolling Stones, co-founder Keith Richard has had a long and successful career known as one of the best guitarists of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. Richard Richards has also been producing music for various artists since the 1960s. Richards is also unique in, in, that, in that much of his wealth came from music production, that's interesting, rather than additional business ventures and investments. So at number six, Keith Richards. Did he make the, did he make the top 10 list of the greatest guitarist ever that I read the other day? I don't want to go back and look at that. I don't want to keep you waiting. I'm not sure he, he was on that list, but he was certainly on Rolling Stones list. So there are the top of the top 10, 10 through number six. We'll read 10. We'll read number five through one tomorrow. How about we do that? And moving on to here's the deal. Oh, this is a rough question. Would you? It's disgusting. Would you rather let a random stranger lick you or you lick a random stranger. I know I've had a shower today. I know I've, I'm clean. I know I'm hygienic. I know I've had a shower today. I don't know where that stranger's been. I don't know what he just got done doing. I know I've, I'm clean. I would clearly rather a random stranger lick me. All I've got to worry about is that tongue. 
wherever that that tongue's been, and it's probably cleaner than the rest of his body, I'm going to let this random stranger lick me. Pretty disgusting. I don't want to go off into a path that this, this could take. I'm assuming he's licking my elbow. There you go. He's licking my elbow, this random stranger, because I'm sure not licking his elbow. I don't care. No, no doubt, no how. I would rather let a random stranger lick me than me lick a random stranger. Well, let's wrap up today. You can reach me on Twitter at at for Joe Taylor. That's on Twitter at at for Joe Taylor. And if you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you told a couple friends. Just set the stage for them. Let them know that, hey, this Joe guy, this simple Joe guy is just trying to become a better podcaster. I'm not sure why I find him interesting, but I do. And if you tell a couple friends, just set the stage for them. Set expectations. My website is the simple Joe at the my website is the simple Joe. It is. My website is thesimplejoe.com. Thesimplejoe.com. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I will talk with you tomorrow. Take care.